0: Whoa!
1: Welcome back everybody. Thank you for tuning in to a new episode of Wax On. I'm your host, Ken Vasoli. I'm not gonna beat around the bush here. I've got a very special guest in-house coming all the way from Fishtown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've got Matt Scottoline. Hey. From the band Hurry. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for joining me, man. Yeah,
2: thanks for having me. This is cool.
1: Dude, my pleasure. Um, So we're back in effect with a new round of episodes and I I wanted to have some guests on the podcast and I wanted to get to know some people through their record collection and you're a fella that I've played with once before, Uh, we shared the bill on a show last year around Christmas time. And I love your band, and I nice. I love your music, and I'd love to get inside your head and see uh, what your record collection looks like. Buckle up! <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be gonna be wild. Uh, on top of the musical incentive, you're also a very funny individual. Thank you. Hey, uh, <laughs> you're a funny
2: individual too. Oh, thanks, man. We're just two very humorous uh, men.
1: Well, you know, maybe we could conjure some chuckles here, and you know,
2: <laughs> we're do our best.
1: Yes, um, you know, when we when we played, and I and I gotta ask you if this was the only time. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what I did.
2: Now I know. What so
1: that was a one-time thing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was a one-time thing. I've done other uh, stunts. I've done other stunts before, but uh, that was the first time I did that stunt.
1: Man, that was terrific. Um, If I could summarize, it was... You you brought a banner.
2: Yeah, a small banner (laughs) that
1: I had made at the FedEx Kinkos. Yeah, it was a modest-sized banner that was held up through uh, two mic stands. Yeah. And, you know, taped on and it said hurry's beautiful lyrics and then you know in uh like <laughs> nearly illegible jokerman it was
2: uh <laughs> it was in jokerman font the, the most beautiful font
1: right not huge letters either like, well it was hard
2: i had i it was a small it was only uh five feet by by three feet so it was hard. I had to get every lyric for every song I've ever written onto it. That's
1: a lot of lyrics. So
2: I, I needed to use a smaller Joker Man font.
1: On top of that, you had uh, in your front shirt pocket a uh, oh. laser pointer.
2: Well, I had. A, I needed the laser pointer to show people where the lyrics were.
1: Of course. But one of my favorite parts about that is wh- like, is when you took the time to explain the lyric sheet and, you know, it's like, th- we want everyone to have fun here, you don't know our band, yeah. we'd like you to sing along.
2: <laughs> right. I try to always be the most, like, because not a lot, but s- sometimes we get asked to open shows for bands much bigger than ours, um, and slash or and/or bands who, who are more successful or have had longer careers who... They're going to attract a very specific audience. So we just we get put in situations a lot where there's a large audience, which means more people who don't know who we are, and I like to embrace that as much as possible in fun and creative ways.
1: Yeah, I think you you uh, came and and rose to that occasion.
2: Well, I always feel like no one. I mean, even if I even recently, but as a kid or or when I was a teenager or anything like that i don't remember the openers on so many shows that I went to and was excited to go to because you don't because when you don't know them every band is the same boring band to you uh at least to me and so i want i don't want to be like an opener who who tries too hard I want to be an opener that people might remember or want to uh, check out
1: yeah for sure i'm so glad that, that wasn't like uh a- we just get a new one every night. No, you know, I- kind of thing. That, and the but the best part about that when when even when you did that when you unveiled it which was like third song or whatever <laughs> you you gave the spiel you know which like took a, a few minutes to explain what it was and then you were like all right but this song is a new song it's not on the sheet <laughs> like that was the most brilliant part I thought. <laughs> that's
2: just uh, that's me not planning what I'm gonna banter in a set.
1: I was losing my mind, man. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you. That's I
1: think the next one, too, is like a cover. You did that cover. Yeah, we didn't use the sheet that much. Uh,
2: but it was there. Someone could have used it.
1: It was amazing, man. Thank you. Unforgettable. Well, uh, let's start talking about music, man. Okay. Uh, you make music in hurry. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about backstory. Like, What was your um, music-making career like before Hurry?
2: Um... I had been in a couple bands, and uh, most close to Hurry, I was in a band called Everyone Everywhere, and we
0: right.
1: uh,
2: I, we actually we were not doing that much at the time. But uh, basically, I I didn't I was I was part songwriter in that band, but I didn't like sing, and and it wasn't like my project, and I wasn't I was playing bass in that band, and not guitar. So, anyway, I, I started writing songs on my own time just to like practice guitar more and, and, uh, cause I, I would just like being a songwriter. So it started as just a hobby. And then when I had enough songs where it was like, oh, this is an album of music that you could release, that's when I sort of thought to turn it into a band. Um, but I, I've been trying to write songs since I was in like middle school. Right. I feel like. I still haven't quite figured it out, but now you got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I don't think I don't know that you ever figure it out, though. You know. Well, yeah, I think the I, I really do believe that the greats have that drive that you know that um, I don't know, like that uh, never quite satisfied with. the So you're the saying result. I'm
2: one of the greats?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. I <laughs> know. Uh, I get I, what you mean. Yeah, man. I think that. I think that that drive is important as, you know, once you're once you think you've hit it and you just start resting on your laurels, I think that that's where things start to take a turn for the worse. Yeah. Um Well, let's talk about influences. Okay. You're uh, going to hear a lot of them today. Yeah, very cool, man. What when I can I can I impose? Hurry's uh, influences on them just just by no, I, listening I, to you. I love hearing this. Okay, let me let me give you your, your, your biggest influence. Okay. Guided by voices. They're up there. Okay. But why do you say that? Because that was just the first band that I thought of when I really started digging into your band. Yeah. I just heard you guys on XPN, like your name started getting thrown around on all the, all the flyers and all the all the gigs yeah. uh, around Philly. And then I heard you guys I heard uh Fascination on XPN. Right. And I was I was really impressed. I was like, this is just, like... It reminded me of that great stripped-down, uh, like, power-pop. Right. Like, I don't know, lo-fi... Totally. Uh, sort of spirit. You know, it had, like, garage. But it, but it was still, like... It wasn't lo-fi sounding. It just had, right. like, the... It was almost like the... It was, like, a lo-fi song that was, like, done well. They're definitely... Yeah,
2: the, I mean... My records have always had, like, a... A, uh, a simplicity to them in, in like I don't try to polish things up too much I like I want them to sound good but I don't do a lot of like conventional studio things that take time so I get that And yeah like Robert Pollard I think uh, our drummer Rob uh, like really introduced me to got it by voices years ago and but I, I always admired like how Robert Pollard helped sort of just like we have similar attitudes where if you're writing a song and you have a hook that you think is good, and you're not sure what to do, just, like, embrace what you made and if it's going to be this simple thing that's, like, a minute long, that's okay. And if that song is only one part, like...
1: Yeah. Just,
2: like... I, I like that vibe. And I don't do that that much, but I, I think the philosophy of it informs how I make songs.
1: Absolutely. that That's what I like about your band so much is that the, there's just enough ingredients you know like the, the it's not crowded by anything and yeah. you're not afraid to to be simplistic but they, but i also think it's very well thought out so like when you when you do that you can only do that and make it compelling when you put things in the right place and well thanks yeah so that's <clears throat> yeah another reason why i like you guys and that's by this is a
2: very complimentary interview that's what this is all
1: about <laughs> it's just like bringing on people i don't know and just like uh just gushing at them yeah okay, this, that's great <laughs> In between songs. I should pay you for this service. I'll take it. (laughs) I wish I could refuse the money. (laughs) So, okay, second favorite. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Second greatest influence. Right. Dinosaur Jr.
2: Yes. Not as much anymore, but definitely was. It was definitely there and informed. Definitely informed the guitar solo aspect of our music. For sure. Uh,. Uh, That's been sort of the I don't know yeah Jay Maskus informed that of having those pop songs and then having those like loud guitar solos in them and uh, so so that is there you're right
1: I think that the guitar solo is sort of uh, I don't know like a redheaded stepchild of, of rock music sure you know especially in like bands that are still in a grassroots scene right it's hard to like. I don't know. I, I think that you guys have classic 90s elements of, of that Buzzbin kind of sound <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that, that, like, it's done right. Here, I'll try to pull back on the compliments. No, it's they, okay. I, I feel
2: I, like... I <laughs> go, well, the, the, the interesting thing is that you're giving very specific compliments that I think are... Uh, if I can separate the ego part of it, I, I think it's, like, it's interesting to hear... I don't know. The Like, it's always interesting for me to hear another musician's... Observations on my music because I musicians all think so differently and react to things so differently, uh, from like artist to artist or whatever. Yeah, that you're the things you hear in my music, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it is that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would have never really thought of that, you know. So
1: it's 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 fun, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like because there's insecurities always with writing songs. We were talking a little bit about this before, yeah, you know, but um. I think that it's good to, like, you know, especially when you're a fellow musician, like, I, I, I like expressing to people, like, what I like about their music. Yeah. Maybe, you know, to a fault. And, <laughs> like, you know, I, I think that there was a few people that I put off by, like, comparing uh, my experience of listening to their stuff to other stuff. And then they were oh, like, oh, interesting. You know. yeah, like, so I, I, uh, I really do, you know, I hope everyone takes it with a grain of salt. I'm sure. I, <coughs> I, I can't see anybody not. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it, man well let's talk about the records that you brought okay yeah I'd love to so this first artist uh goes by the name young gov yeah the gov young gov uh
2: young gov rocks
1: what's the story
2: I don't know it that well but uh this record it's an e p uh that young gov released uh he's he's in a uh he's he's a guitar player in a band called uh would up
1: yeah we can cuss too if you're or do, are you?
2: No, I'd rather treat this like a like a really professional. I wouldn't. This is like fresh air. You I know?
1: expected nothing less <laughs> from you. than you know the <laughs> utmost professionalism. Yeah, I don't
2: want to. I don't want to tarnish my reputation. Um, but uh, anyway, he plays in a hardcore band, but he makes he made the, this like insane pop EP, and there's things that sound like Prince, and uh, I don't know. It's really cool. And uh, but the song you're gonna play is actually a song. That inspired me to start using a uh, flanger pedal almost all the time because it just sounds so cool in this song
1: yeah I noticed that you were hitting the flanger a, a little hard yeah I like show. to
2: I, I had a rule on the last record where anytime my instinct would be to use a distortion pedal I would use a <laughs> flanger pedal instead uh,
1: and I actually think it worked. yeah <laughs> I don't, I've I had, I guess, you know, like mixed emotions about the flanger pedal. Uh, it know. can be
2: cool. It Wait till you hear cool. this, song. this song. This song, if my songs didn't do it, this song will firm up the opinion for you that flanger is maybe the most valuable guitar effect in the world.
1: You're turning me around on it. I've never been mad about flanger in your music. Um, it's really just, it was the first pedal that I think I heard just as a youngster. And sure. I, and I was just...
2: Well, it's very easy to... Uh, <laughs> It's very easy to abuse the flanger.
1: Yeah, you don't really want to crank a flanger. No. Uh, slow flange. I think I'm a huge fan.
2: I think you are too, based on the music you make.
1: Yeah, I think I use a lot of slow flange.
2: Or even if you don't, just that sort of like tape, tape like fluctuation, like same family. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, That's it really, it really
1: is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just all oscillation. Yeah. You know, with the dude. There's
2: no difference. Absolutely.
1: Well, all right, so this is YoungGov. Uh, I'm glad you brought this on. I saw uh, F'd Up open for descendants. Okay. You know, I'd I. I, I, you know, I want to keep it clean. Stick into the, yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I want to f- treat this with respect, the respect it deserves. Um, <laughs> I saw them open for descendants at the E Factory a few months ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I remember ma- that. Yeah, were
2: you there? No, but uh, I remember it.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh and I'd never seen them before. I'd been just sort of an uh, ob- observant fan. Yeah. I, I, I was never um, I never really dug into them, but I, mm-hmm. I always liked stuff and I, I liked that, that what was it, life of David. Yeah. Um, I started getting you know like a little bit more into their stuff around that period. and then just you know, like for whatever reason, lost touch with it and then saw that show and noticed that there was one guitar player that song that just sounded like like i don't know like he belonged in blink 182 <laughs> in the best way yeah 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 uh, he just like had the like perfect pop punk voice yep is this is that maybe this guy uh i
2: can't confirm that it is because the vocals are not like that on this they're less
1: than pop punk perfect
2: yeah but you i don't know i've never seen F. up play live right. so i have no idea i don't know what you experienced fair enough <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's check out some music, shall we? Yeah. So, uh, you want to intro this?
2: Uh, this is a Young Gov's song, Crawling Back to You. Was a little younger than me and he kept up with some of that so I feel like I've heard of some of those bands through him um, but I a lot of it just
1: sounds vaguely familiar right We're talking pop punk <laughs> <laughs> we're talking four chords <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, who, man.
1: so who were you people in the in the pop punk scene who were who, who are oh, I don't know I
2: mean I I was a big drive-through records guy really
1: yeah oh that's cool.
2: I mean, what else was there? Oh, I don't know.
1: Well, you know, it's it's skewed for me because it's either like I thought that stuff was cool, and then I saw it like slowly, kind of not be as cool as as it once was. Sure, which happens. uh, But there's uh, still a lot of people out there, like. Who like that though? Yeah, for sure. I don't sure. think it
2: died or anything.
1: No, no, and the, and I love that stuff. I mean, like I, I still listen to those. Uh, I still can listen to a lot of, a lot of those records a lot. Yeah. But I don't know if some people view that that scene as kind of a joke, which which I can understand. You're know, looking back on it. I'm sure there were. Yeah, I'm sure at that time there were people far cooler than you and I uh, that were making
2: fun of uh, us. Uh, but but I, I mean <laughs> where in where when I was growing up, the people I knew that were my age. I feel like that stuff and like and drive through was like beloved universally.
1: That's cool. That's at least cool where
2: I at least where I grew up. That that's nice. That's yeah. uh, reassuring to hear. Because no one because the thing is like no one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the people the only people that would like really like be negative about that are like like ultra punks. I would feel like Or, like sure. people who like legitimately enjoy what is considered like true punk music. I feel like uh when I feel like when like we when we were that age in that era and none of us were cool enough to know about that kind of music anyway you know like Yeah for real but uh but yeah I've, that, that was that that's my familiarity you like you were just talking about newer bands, and I, when you say those names, I'm like, I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, sure, I'm I'm starting to lose touch myself, <laughs> um, and I think I'm with you. Like, we could probably talk about the same bands, and sure. probably have some similar influences that that hold up from that time. Totally. Um, and we were also touching on the Cranberries before that.
2: Yeah, I was trying to tell uh, tell you to listen to the song "Dreams," which I'm sure you know, but you you can't remember remember right now. But that's top 10 song for me
1: of all time yeah we're gonna we're gonna check this out after this Okay, (laughs) I gotta hear dreams Um, yeah Linger popped on the radio and I was I was getting my mind blown by the string track on it so good yeah it's really great and uh, so we were citing them as possibly one of the influences for that last band you heard what are they called the history of apple pie
2: they're called the history of apple pie they're a band from the UK that I heard uh, when I was driving my parents car one day and listening to their satellite radio and uh they came on like the college station on xm radio cool and uh i like i uh shazammed it and i was like i gotta i gotta find more of this and uh but yeah so i that that that's from that record that's the best yeah it's
1: super cool vibe really poppy great melodies yeah i like that a lot yeah it had like pop punk four chord like bounce to it right Um, but like really good songwriting like it sounded really good yeah the
2: textures are really cool it has like that shoegaze vibe uh but but yeah just like kind of basic well done pop music
1: yeah both of those artists are um on that level of sounding so good i'm surprised that i've never heard it before
2: yeah i feel like that's how uh that's like the the famous uh nick Lowe. uh statement he he's, he has some famous quote about songwriting where he says uh, something along the lines of he knows he's writing a good song if uh, when he's writing it it sounds like something he's heard before
1: right yeah I think I remember hearing that yeah yeah um is, th- is that something that you gravitate towards when you're when you're looking for new music are you kind of looking at all for like hidden gems uh, when you're looking for records
2: um sometimes but i'm not that adventurous either I, I usually i need some sort of proof for like a recommendation before taking too big a chance but yeah uh
1: that is the cool thing about satellite radio it just throws yeah. you a bunch of random stuff
2: i like yeah i like listening to the radio i mean not all the time but but there's good stations and and I do discover things that I really enjoy just cruising around the radio.
1: Absolutely. I talk about 1033 all the time. Oh yeah, because uh, I think that that's maybe why I got so heavy into punk music and so many different kinds of punk music cuz the kind of DJs that were happening at like 1994 yeah. when I was like, like way too young to be listening to some of that stuff. I used to call them all the time. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I still call them once in a while. <laughs> Uh, it's fun. I usually, I rarely request though, and I usually just compliment if I hear something I really like. That's good. Yeah, let them know that they're they're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's an awesome station. Uh,
2: yeah, there's good stuff. Like it's it's, the radio gets a bad rap because it does play a lot of repetitive songs or, or like the same, I don't know. But there's you can uh, fun stuff can happen on the radio.
1: Absolutely. You yeah, never know. Absolutely, man. I, and XPN's another one. Like, I pretty yeah. much just bounced between XPN and 103.3. And XPN's given you guys a lot of love. Like, I, I, I first really discovered you guys because of that.
2: Yeah, XPN. Uh, uh, John John Batiste, uh, who works at, at XPN, was probably the, the first person to ever support our band. Uh, like, back in 2012, he featured us on XPN's blog and, and recorded a session in the studio for us. And that was truly when it was just like a hobby of mine more than anything else. Um, so, yeah, without XPN and, and then Bruce Warren and that infrastructure, I mean, there are a lot of people who wouldn't have any idea who, who we were without them.
1: Yeah, that's great, man. And that's all it takes. It, I wish there was more people like that in the industry that yeah. would just sort of be like, man, I like your band. Your band sounds very good. And I'm going to I'm gonna help you guys out by playing you for people. Yeah,
2: they'll, I mean, they truly will. I feel like if you make music in in our Philadelphia region where we live, if you make music in any capacity, I, I feel like XPN will give you it. Like, they, they just give everyone a chance and they... Yeah, they find it. They don't really, like play to any sort of like uh social structures or like you know you can't you can't have this band no one's heard of on or they, they don't care they just want to support people making
1: music Yeah, that's pretty awesome Oh going off track real quick <laughs> uh before that track yes we heard young gov with um crawling back to you i like that a whole lot and i and i heard a lot of those influences that I was throwing at you i heard some guided by voices yeah um and we were talking about some big star right very sure. 70s inspired yeah really cool um i'm glad you showed that to me and i can't quite identify if that's the guy i was thinking of <laughs> <laughs> but um even still very good and like its own thing yeah so
2: good um so good
1: yeah that's something I'm really glad is on my radar that's a record that I can hear, I find myself yeah, wanting I think, to explore for I sure. think I still
2: have the download code in the LP you can have it if you want oh to.
1: cool it may have found, fell out and I put it back in there okay. awesome <laughs> thanks man no problem up next we've got another one of your picks um, this is a band called the Varlanes the Verlanes the Verlanes I'm sorry sorry I should have I should have told you what it was hey it's okay Um, (laughs) I tried to get fancy and read the label
2: no yeah it's a band called The Verlaines uh, who uh, they're this record is a compilation of songs from the 80s Uh, they're a band from New Zealand um, from from the the mid to late 80s uh, into the early 90s Um,
1: punk scene kind of band
2: just uh, it's one of the coolest scenes I've ever sort of had the fortune of discovering uh another thing our drummer Rob tuned me into was uh, flying nun records uh, in New Zealand which is this record label that still exists today and releases music um, but at this at this era in like the 80s and 90s um, the music scene in New Zealand was very like 60s inspired and and um, like Brit rock and but but with this new sort of like um, I don't I don't know what to say how to describe it like a folksy kind of spin on it but it's just these cool pop-driven, simple um, records on this label, um, almost across the board. These days, it's a little more diverse, but still the same vibe. But just like amazing pop music coming out of New Zealand at this time. Uh, cool. So there's all these cool bands, and the Verlaines are one of those bands that I've really gotten into and and uh, and love. Excellent. Yeah. Oh
1: well, let's dive right into it. Cool. with some might say yeah from what's the story morning glory that's right holy shit man oh i'm sorry <laughs> i <can't>, wow <laughs> holy s. i'm very disappointing Ah, uh, well, we'll cut it out <laughs> <laughs> uh we were both discussing before the podcast before we rolled tape that we had the cassette oh yeah uh just stroll down memory lane with that one it's so good it's so good
2: i i, I said this to you privately but I uh I love Oasis. They're one of my favorite bands and I feel like I have a, a social obligation to play Oasis for people as often as I possibly can.
1: <laughs> and uh, I said that someone's got to do it. Someone has to do it. That's true.
2: <laughs> uh I feel like Oasis gets a bad rap because of like how uh ubiquitous like Wonderwall is and uh Yeah, they don't get the kind of Radiohead accolade. They don't, but uh but I think so, like a lot of times people will be like they haven't listened to Oasis in forever and they all they think about is Wonderwall but then you play i i feel like you play one of these records for them and they're like they either realize or remember uh maybe how uh unstoppable they were as a band
1: how good those songs were truly and you know it's it's not their fault that Wonderwall got overplayed that's true <laughs> it's a good song if you heard it ever just once in a while yeah it might be all right yeah you know? Um, and, and this reminded me, and when you pop the song, I was like, oh yeah, this song. And like you said, every part just ex- escalates to a better part. Yeah,
2: they, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, the, the hooks that they're throwing in there.
1: For sure, and then just like psychedelic, like filter, yeah. uh, filtered synths and then like outro city. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, I like that a lot. That was uh, the, one of the deepest cuts on that record for sure. I yeah I, I people don't really think about that one. No, it's a good one. It's a goodie. And you were saying it like so it started to dip into their psychedelic sound that they hit on the later records.
2: Yeah, the I don't
1: I don't like to talk
2: about the later ones. Okay, somehow.
1: I yes yeah I didn't I don't have any experience with those.
2: <laughs> I mean I'm sure there are lots of people who enjoy them, but they're not for me.
1: We can just graze right um, over it. But I feel
2: like Noel Gallagher has even been self-aware, saying like he's. That he, their first two records were really good or something And but then he kind of brags that he said a lot of bands you know they'll have to make like four albums before they make two good albums and he said we just made our two right away and they've been getting worse ever since
1: <laughs>
2: well I mean you, you
1: gotta give it to him for being
2: self aware I mean, yeah. that's respectable he was very proud that that he didn't have to waste his time like other bands do to make his good albums you know
1: <laughs> that's a great way to look at it that's yeah. a glass half full <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that guy's got some piss and vinegar in him, for sure, from from the interviews that I've heard. Yeah, he, they're cool. They are cool. They say what they want to say. Yeah. You know, punk rock ethos. Yes. Uh, speaking of punk rock ethos, does that pertain... Oh, you know, it, I think it does to uh, to your... Um, Yola Tango? Yola Tango,
2: your favorite band. My favorite band. Uh, yeah. That song is cool. That I remember that song kind of like opening my mind the first time I heard it because it's a Beach Boys song. Really? Um, yeah, and they they're playing it. Um, it was uh, the first that when I heard yeah. that song and really thought about it. was The first time I was like, oh, you could play like a, a true like pop song, like a Beach Boys song or something. You can play it really loud and. Ugly sounding, and and it sounds cool. It was like the first time I thought about like merging those two worlds of like heavy guitars and uh, and pop. Sure. Um, so that song, that I I I think about that song all the time, and just that like noise
1: guitar solo. I feel like I still like to do a lot of things like that. Wow, very cool. That's a uh, that's really impressive that that's a Beach Boys song. That's kind of yeah. Um, that's definitely surprising and. So that was Little Honda, um, off of the uh, 1995-ish, um, yeah record. What, what, I don't wh- remember the
2: year, but in the, it's from the 90s. Uh, which record is that on? Uh, it's I can hear the heart beating is one. Cool, which I- is probably like regarded as their sort of like seminal album.
1: Cool, I you know I n- have never gone this far back. Yeah, with them. I they think have
2: so much. Like it's yeah. hard. It's they're a hard band to get into. They're one of those bands that's hard to get into because there's so much and you
1: don't know like what. Where to start, or and there's also no good answer either, right? I think I picked the prettiest record cover and the and like maybe the most recent one when I heard about them, yeah. you know, in, in like early 2000s or so, right? And and I was like, yeah, this is good, I'm yeah, we to go with this, but it's but like, like you could also like hate a
2: Yola Tango record and then the next one you pick up is your favorite, like the, the the way they sort of like change it up record to record and and uh, the styles of music they play is. There's, like, something for, for everybody. They
1: truly don't give an
2: F. No. They, well, they're just, like, music nerds, and they just want to make all kinds of music. And then they, they do it, and they're all and they're great at all of it. So it, it's very fun to listen to.
1: For sure. I can identify with that desire. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you want to hit all the food groups. Yeah.
2: It's just hard to pull it off.
1: For sure. I had no idea that they ever kind of cultivated that Velvet Underground vibe. That's just yeah, yeah. news to me. Totally. So it's beautiful I'm thanks learning, I'm learning things here it, I'm doing my best yeah man yeah that was uh, well done and you, you kicked off that set with the Verlaines the Verlaines none other yeah the, the New song, Zealand song. Uh,
2: death death and the maiden
1: yeah so uh, you, you were saying some other like popular artists that well I don't know you said the most popular artist was uh, another feel like the somethings
2: the the most well known flying nun band is the clean the clean um, they're like a little more well known um, but yeah, there's all these like the Verlaines and the Clean and the Bats and the Chills and the 3Ds and a lot of the bands.
1: Yeah, uh, amazing.
2: But there's all these these cool these cool bands from that era that all have that like sh- that very like kind of like stripped down, quiet but rocking pop
1: thing. Yeah, it's a cool vibe. I, w- I want to dig into this scene because yeah. yeah, it had like the, but like it had sort of. Um, I don't know, almost, like, post-punk dissonance to, like, the the bass lines and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then into that, you know, just wacky organ stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's, it's like,
2: really compelling music. There's a cool... If you go on Spotify and type in Flying Nun Records, there's a good, like, playlist of Flying Nun stuff that you can just sort of get lost in. Yeah.
1: Do you know what year that was from?
2: Um, no. It was... It's definitely the late 80s, but that... That album's a compilation, and I so I don't know when that song's right, from. it's just their like loose ends. Yeah, but it's from it's from that era, um, for
1: sure. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I got like you know flashes of like television and yeah 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 stuff in it. Very cool. But you you know I, I feel like that's a that's a rarefied kind of thing, to hear like, that kind of progression around that time sure it was a very specific sound it was
2: just like cool because it was this scene that was so sort of like tucked away and uh and I feel like it evolved differently because of how like remote it was on a relative scale from like the rest of the popular music world so there's just a lot of cool cool stuff kind of all existing in this little pocket
1: yeah it's fascinating I gotta look in, uh, look into that stuff, man. Flying Nun records. I can hook you up with some links. Yeah, you got. Did you have yeah. more Flying Nun on your on your record shelf? Oh yeah,
2: that's like the one thing I would like. Try to collect anymore is I sort of am always
1: looking out for that kind of stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Well, this is cool, man. This has been an, a very insightful. Oh, I forgot
2: look. to talk to you about the thing I want to talk to you about. What did you
1: want to talk to me about? Oh, yeah, there's something <laughs> around uh, around the area.
2: Yeah, cause I I've never been up to the area you live in really before, uh, but do you know do you know about TNT Amusements? I don't think so. Oh man, uh, it's this like uh, arcade showroom, and uh, they like sell arcade games and pinball machines, and they're up. Somewhere in this area. And, and you can, like, rent it. I, my friend, like, had a bachelor party there once that I went really? to. Uh, where we just played arcade games all night. But uh, he makes these really funny infomercials. Since I was a kid, like, what it, on, like, the local access around here, it would play at, like, 11 o'clock at night on Saturdays. And uh, they were, like, really funny. The guy that runs it is, like, really goofy and makes these funny videos. But anyway, I, I'm, like, I'm very strange, so I, like, I followed... I've followed this guy on his social media forever, and like his YouTube channel, because he still makes videos all the time. Um, So like most of the time, he's making goofy videos, and sometimes he makes these videos where he goes out in public, and he always talks about this place, uh, this place Daddy Pops. Oh yeah. And he goes there in the videos, and like he he acts like a lunatic uh, in a funny way inside these places, and inside this Daddy Pops place. So it's always been like this, like, this, like, mythical place to me. Does he still do it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, you could probably, you probably have seen this guy before. Uh, but. What does he look like? I, I don't want to describe him. Okay. I <laughs> <Hey>, we'll, <laughs> um, it off, we'll <laughs> do it off mic. We'll do it off mic. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, I was driving, I was driving to come here and I saw it and I literally yelled daddy pops in my car because I was so excited to see it in real life. It was like going to, uh, like the set of my favorite movie or something. There's a guy that I that I've seen around that I hope that this is. Well, I, I'll show you afterwards. <laughs> cool. But uh, so I was. It's been a really. But before I even uh, got to your house, it's been a really thrilling night for me because I got to see Daddy Pops. This is uh, just in real life. It's nostalgia been
1: nostalgia on so many different levels. It's Like I'm on vacation. This is a very. <laughs> it's a very nice trip I'm on. I'm glad, man. A nice trip to go on is. It's great. Yeah. So that
2: I was very excited I, I I don't know if you uh, it's too bad you don't know who that guy is but we all know very soon we will we'll
1: know yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I know him personally either way it's too bad yeah I'm glad and I'm, I'd like to get to know him <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to daddy pops that place is okay but they need better syrup better syrup you know they have fine they have really great pancakes and then they give you like the little like plastic syrups in the thing oh like like fake syrup yeah it's like even if you just take those all out and put them in a little glass thing, it's just, I don't know. I think that it would really put it over right, the you're top. Really,
2: uh, you're really blasting
1: Daddy Pops hey, here. I'm just saying, you know, like, they, they do everything else, like, it's tasty. What can I say? You're walking back your opinion. I'll cut the... I'll cut it <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I'm not here to slander the name of Daddy Pops. No, I know. I just... It's, <laughs> it's, I, I like to press people on things. Rightly so. Man beautiful music thanks uh if you'd like to stick around uh i went through my record collection and uh try to premeditate music that i think you might like yeah no it'd be funny yeah i'm gonna leave why not <laughs> the first <laughs> chord that doesn't hit your
2: eardrum right You just storm out. I refuse to listen to music someone else picks. (laughs) I completely (laughs) refuse to listen to music I don't enjoy. Yeah, no, that's that's I I would love to hear these songs. I similar to what I said earlier about someone else who's a musician listening to my music and talking and like telling me what they thought. I like hearing what other musicians like because especially musicians who don't make the same kind of music as me
1: yeah absolutely and that's a big part of this too is yeah. I um, I love all sorts of music and, right and I think the yeah our two bands create very different kinds of music and approach music uh, very differently but like we can also find I'm sure a ton of common ground yeah of, totally of even you know influences on the music we make absolutely yeah uh, we'll see if, if we touch on any of those I'm uh, excited cra- we already talked about the cranberries and you know that's I, true I think that we're you know, Deep crossover there, <laughs> for sure. We're forming a bond yeah. with our influences. Yep. All right, kicking things off. This is a record that I haven't thought about in a while. Um, this is actually one of the first records I ever owned, and uh, the how this record came into my possession was I was hanging out with these kids that were a little bit older than me. They were pretty much the first like real like punk. Uh, scene kind of kids that, that I ever really knew and befriended, yeah. and the one guy Greg offered to trade me some of his records for a CD or two of mine, <laughs> or like a tape of mine, just yeah. a, something that I didn't really listen to anymore and that looked cool to him. And he was like, yo I'd give you a couple, you know, records for this." And I was like, "Sure." And so that's how I got this. knew nothing about this band. Uh, it's a band called the Potato Men. Whoa. Uh, from 1994 on Lookout Records. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So just early Lookout record stuff. uh, Okay. Like, you'll hear, um, and I think you can, you know, kind of, like, hear the vibe of, like, why I might dust this off. Yeah. Uh, It's a little rough around the edges, and one thing I will say is, like, I don't know if the drummer's got a splash cymbal or what, (laughs) but, like, he definitely needed a bigger cymbal, and he loves that cymbal. Oh, wow. All right. Now I'm very excited. Yeah. I'll try not to get, you know, (laughs) try not to get hyper-focused on it. Okay. You shouldn't have brought it up. It'll be an interesting psychological experiment
2: if you can tune out this. It's like meditation. I'm (laughs) going to just let the splash symbol pass through my mind.
1: Yeah, just listen to the song. Ignore the splash symbol. (laughs) I'll let it out the splash symbol. (laughs) But this is uh, Potato Men from 1994. This track's called On the Avenue. Okay, this is already not what I was expecting.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs)
3: living on the bad side of telegraph was wearing her whole life away she knew there had to be something more she could do she finally found
2: least ours but pete pete had also been playing uh in hurry at the time
1: no shit pete was in hurry at some point some
2: yeah he would fill in sometimes because i didn't have like a steady bass player for a long time so there was like an era of pete on bass crazy Um, but like i had i had recorded our first record and i had it and like we were playing songs from it but it wasn't there was no one wanted to release it, it and like we didn't know anybody and one day when like we were jamming Hurry songs at Pete's at Pete's house, uh, he was like, "Maybe I should release the Hurry record."
1: <laughs> That's so cool. Man. And I was like,
2: uh, "Are you sure?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay." And like, uh, we got together with like him and Joe one day, and that was just it. And uh, so yeah, that I mean, if he hadn't, he made he made us records and released it, and and uh, I feel like. If he hadn't had done that, it probably would have stayed more as a hobby than it was when I had like a record that I could uh, show people and like get out there. That's amazing, man. That, I,
1: I, you know, I knew that y- he and you had, uh, you know, like a friendship and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, some, and like had he's I, the
2: first person. Also, uh, we I have a crazy connection with Pete because he's also the first person, really, out that I met in Philadelphia that was like a Philadelphian because when I moved here originally and I went to college, I, like, moved into the dorms and I didn't know anybody. And, uh, I, I had saw online that there was going to be a show at this house near Drexel uh, that was called the Be Happy House. And I'd never yeah, been I to a, Be Happy. Totally. I'd never been to a house show before. Like, I was brand new to the city and I went to this show and I got there way too early. And Pete, it, Pete lived there. It was his house. And he let me in and, uh... Hung, he just like hung out with me and he made, he offered, uh, he just made me oatmeal, which I just <laughs> thought was like bizarre, but also like the friendliest gesture like a stranger had ever shown me. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I, I go way back with Pete. Uh, very, uh, very, he's like helped, helped me along in like the music scene directly
1: and indirectly in a lot, in a lot of different ways. That's so cool, man. I had no idea that the, yeah. the connection ran that deep. Yeah. Um, that's really, I mean, what, what a mensch. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, that's great. And I, I had, uh, you know, I had known him pretty well in, like, 05, 06. Right, because uh, he grew up not far from here, right? Yeah, he was, like, in the in the crowd with, like, um, I mean, he, he was friends with, like, The Days Away and, like, Anthony's and all right. them. Uh, and, you know, like, he... he came on my radar with Halfway to Holland I got that demo somehow and just like flipped out over it I think Keith played it for me mm-hmm. and I was like who is this man and it was <laughs> like it was like is this guy Peter uh, and then we started doing shows with Algernon right I was mistaken here it was Zoloff, the Rock and Roll Destroyer not Algernon Catwallader. continue and he was playing an Algernon Zoloff with TJ and then I found out that they were in Halfway Holland together and then, you know, j- pretty much followed everything that he did after that and was always a nerd for, for the records that he put out. Um, And, yeah, just one of these guys that, like, uh, you know, I'm glad that we we finally have uh, an arena to talk about him on, on, on the Taddy <laughs> and, like, a, and a good conversation about him because yeah. he's a really fascinating character in punk rock and, <laughs> you know, has kind of, like, influenced the, uh, like... A ton of bands, uh, you know, whether he'd admit it or not. There's uh, that sound that, you know, Algernon especially kind of hit on had been picked up by a lot of bands and, and, you know, some in the Philadelphia area. And that band never really took to uh, the attention, like, in any way. Like, they always just kept doing their thing. And, you know, unfortunately, Peter's projects always sort of uh come to a head and then he starts a new one yeah. you know well for better or for worse i mean like great stuff has come from it but the, it really broke my heart when dogs on acid broke up because i just started flipping out over this record and then um heard that it was no more
2: yeah they were cool they were I, that record's great uh but yeah pete he'll, he'll always make something new and it's always cool the yankee bluff stuff is really cool yeah too. totally for sure um yeah, that's cool that I yeah, I mean I yeah. I love dogs on acid, so no surprises there from
1: your from your picks. That was- Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'm like this is uh this is like maybe the first one that, that I threw into the set. But the potato men Right, let's talk about the Potato Men. That was cool. I'm so glad that you liked that. I was very like
2: I had my guard up a little bit when you said lookout records because I was like I was just expecting punk music. Yeah. And I uh that song caught me
1: way off guard. Right? It was uh, out of uh, like out of sorts for the Lookout style, for sure. At least to my...
2: I guess, really, though, the answer is I don't know anything about Lookout Records other than they released uh, Green Day singles. They did, yeah. That's, that's Operation all I actually IV know.
1: And, and Green Day, Pinhead Gunpowder. That was the thing. Yeah, I started to... Get educated on those bands by by those friends that that hooked me up with those records. I remember yeah. there was another, I think it was on Lookout. I could be wrong, but there was a record called Rice. Okay. The, I think the band was called Rice, and I'm gonna I'll bleep it out, but the record was called "Fuck You." This is Rice. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and it was all right. It was an all right <laughs> record. It was just like kind of hardcore music, but it was like. I think that the, 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 the like, cover had rice patties, I think, even, too. Like, they were really serious about the rice yeah, thing. very rice-forward. Yeah. <laughs> A very rice-motivated yeah. band. That's cool. Yeah. So Lookout was on some, you know, yeah. some weirder stuff. But now I want to listen to that band. I want to listen to the whole record. Yeah, I I, I was, uh, you know, speculating with you what the singer went on to do because he's got a nice kind of interesting voice and it, they had a sound. I'd be curious to know yeah. if he started new bands. We'll never know. We'll never know. There's no way of knowing. There's no way to know. <laughs> oh, cool. out password time. Can I memorize what's next? Yeah, I think I know what this is. Let's make sure. the thing oh wrong password the thing is i knew that you were gonna bring <laughs> i want i knew that you were gonna bring some rock and roll to the table sure so, so what did you bring to the table i brought some rock and roll but the thing is my record collection i'm coming to realize doesn't have a whole lot of rock and roll in it. it's not that's okay it's not rock heavy i have nirvana in utero but i'm trying to go deeper <laughs> than that on this and so we're gonna get a little softer as we go okay that's great cool I think you can dig this. I hope you can dig this. I think I probably can. Where are you at with Fleetwood Mac? I like Fleetwood Mac. Okay, where are you at with Lindsay Buckingham? Um, I love the song from the Vacation movie. Okay. Holiday Road? Yeah. This is off of that same record. Oh, great. Okay. Then I'm going to love it. <laughs> As it turns out, Holiday Road does not appear on the album Law & Order by Lindsay Buckingham. My apologies. Continue. This is off of... Oh, I you know I gotta check the year. I think this is 1981. Um, sure. Really, like you know, uh, it was just raining cocaine at this time. <laughs> I I can only imagine uh, sport coats and cocaine, and uh, this was from Law and Order. The 19- album's called Law and Order. Law and Order. It's okay. all black and white here. Let me pull up this record so you can feast your eyes. Wow a very intense uh, album. Oh, okay. There, there you yeah. go. This is Lindsey Buckingham's, uh, I don't know if it's his solo debut, but uh, it's arguably his finest record, uh, his finest solo attempt, and I'm going to be playing the song Trouble, which was a big hit for him apparently, um, but I just can't get enough of this song. There's a, There's a good lick in this song. Uh hopefully it agrees with you. It's gotta it's got a toe-tapping little tune. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit back and enjoy Matt. Thank you. Okay. A little wacky. There's a lot of wild song names on this. Sure. I wanna, uh, we... uh rattle
0: something. forgotten You think you'd like to stay? You can always get your way.
1: Cool. I'm always on the hunt for weird, interesting stuff like that. Yeah. So what you just heard was the Sunrays from 1966 off of their record Andrea, and that song was called Better Be Good to Me. And uh, I was telling Matt here that this band was, uh, if you've seen the movie Love and Mercy about Brian Wilson uh, in the 60s making pet sounds and also in the 80s when he's having uh, all sorts of other problems... (laughs) <laughs> uh, during the Pet Sounds bits, there's a scene where Brian Wilson's father and the band's manager comes into the studio while they're recording Pet Sounds, and he brings uh, this tape with him. And he's like, stop what you're doing. You got to put this on. He sounds just like Brian. Uh, this, is my, this is my new band. And they don't say the name of the band, but they play one of the Sunrays songs. Okay. I didn't realize that that was... This band, I had this record <laughs> just because, you know, like, I just like that sound. You know, they're obviously a Beach Boys kind of ripoff, like, you know, Monkeys, uh equivalent. But songs like that, like, grab my attention. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's cool, right? Like, yeah. it, it has a weird thing. Um, it almost sounds like a Grizzly Bear, like, drum beat, like, the way he, like, oh, yeah. turns it it's into, like, like rolling. triplets. yeah.
2: Yeah, it was great. It, it did. It obviously had like a very Pet Sounds Beach Boys vibe, but it's a, that's a powerful vibe. Yeah. So it's, it, it was nice. I like hearing songs that sound like that.
1: Totally. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure it was a little bit more, um, political back then. Sure. But hearing it now, it's like, that's a, that's a sweet song that could have been on Pet Sounds, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's only just that, really that one song where they kind of get a little bit artistic with their right. stuff. Um, and, you know, they, they almost definitely took a cue from what the Beach Boys were doing with Fat Sounds. What was it called? Uh, that song? Yeah. Better Be Good To Me. Okay. And then, you know, the, if you look on YouTube for some Sunrays material, there's some unreleased session music from them that is, like, really cool and kind of just them jamming. And I I had a feeling that maybe they were trying to, like, get out from under... You know, I think it was Murray Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they they could have been a cooler band. Um, but, you know, no one likes a biter. <laughs> Except for that song. That's I, true. I do like a biter for that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, before that, we had Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Trouble. That was really cool. That that song,
2: it, it was super vibey. And, uh, I'm glad you liked it, man. Yeah, just a nice—you uh, just roll along with that that Lindsey Buckingham melody. And you've never heard that before? No, I've never heard that song.
1: I'm great. I'm glad. Yeah, uh, I, I
2: don't know much of his solo. I truly only know the va- vacation song, really, of his of his solo music.
1: Yeah. Unless there's an obvious hit that I'm forgetting about, but. Sure. Well, if you like that song and this song, then <laughs> Law and Order is. is I gotta check out, okay. out Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff, um, and I I failed to mention that the uh, the song by Dogs on Acid was called "Flushed," off of their um, 2015 self titled record on Doghouse record. J Tree. J Tree. I'm sorry. I don't know how many the pressed of them, but you know with stuff like this, uh, and your record too. You know this is a good time to plug your record. Oh yeah, uh, we should definitely plug. <laughs> Hurry's guided meditation is just a quality record. I don't know how many there are of them. It's there's not that many. The first pressing, there's there's a little bit left. Limited pressing, yes. Get them while you can. Like, but you may never make them again. You know, that's my fear with my music too. Is like it's a real thing. Is like they're like they made them. Yeah. Uh, this like if this means something to you, then get it. Like that that that's a serious thing with me with music. Like whether it's like, like I you know, luckily it never is too expensive with the with my tastes. Yeah, right. But I they, I do think that with especially with
2: smaller labels and smaller bands, you know that it's not it it costs money to press a record and,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, they may do it once, but it's not. I don't. I don't think it's the era where where labels will like keep something in print all the time because it's not financially. It doesn't make sense. For sure. Uh. So yeah. It's certainly
1: a concern. Absolutely. It's. It's. You know. It's pricey to print records. Yeah. They I've may never make
2: any more of our record. So <laughs> they will. I'm please sure. Please we'll, buy
1: them immediately. It's a great record, man. Thanks. You know the people should add it to their collection. It'll be. It'll be cozy in there on the shelf. You know, I think so. On the I, table, I agree with you. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we've come to the end of the journey, Matt. Fine. Thank you so much for making the trek out to the. Thanks birds. for having me. This is so fun. I'm glad, man. I I really enjoyed this as well. I, it's I, it's so rare.
2: I feel like that I get to listen to music in an attentive way with another person like this. It's just like, I feel like it's something that I used to do a lot when I was young, but. Uh, like when you're kids you do that but adults don't really do that they don't they don't do that
1: yeah it's true like unfortunately music becomes more of a background thing for people even when you're like you know making an effort to listen to it yeah
2: I mean I guess sometimes people like in the car or something they'll be like oh check this out you should hear this but it's still different I can't remember the last time I sat in a room with another person just to listen to, to music and like show each other music
1: yeah That's cool. I, I appreciate that, man. yeah. Um, this was uh, a successful you know attempt at like getting to know someone through music and I yeah I agree. It's uh like w- you know we've had a trouble like keep it, it's it always seems to be the thing, you know, like especially with musicians like keeping a lid on conversation oh, you know yeah, you know right. while music is going or before because we have so much to talk about with this stuff, and it prompts so much conversation, totally. Um, things remind us of other things, and yeah, it's easy to draw connections. Absolutely, for sure.
2: Well, cool. I, uh, yeah, I mean, thank thank you for having me. Thank uh, thank you to your beautiful audience for for paying attention to to my words and music.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, is there anything you'd like to plug with the band before you get out of here? Do you have any gigs coming up? I uh, just follow us on Twitter because I don't know what to talk about, but
2: that, sure. You'll find anything you need to find on Twitter. It's at Hurryband. Uh, just uh, maybe the best Twitter account you can follow.
1: It is I, <laughs> the, the best Twitter account.
2: Yeah, that that was it was it was voted number one Twitter account by uh, National Geographic,
4: 2018.
2: <laughs> That's a big deal, guys. It is. That's a big award. Not not easy to get. They don't often award Twitter accounts there.
1: You Can't sneeze at that. They
2: made an exception. <laughs>
1: Matt, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, this thanks for having me. Been so much fun. Thanks, dude. Yeah, dude. Well, taking us out, uh, you know. Okay, I'm gonna give you a choice here. I've never done this before. Me a choice? I'm gonna give you a choice. Oh, great. Uh, I'm gonna give you two artists. Okay. And I'm gonna choose the one that you have more of a connection to. Okay. And we'll briefly speak about them, and then we'll play the song. Great. We'll get out of here. All right. Ten CC or Notorious B.I.G.
2: Um, it's gonna, it's gonna have to be uh, Notorious B.I.G. because I don't know who Ten
1: CC is. You don't know who Ten CC is? That almost makes me want to play it more. But... You should. I don't know. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> oh man. Okay. T- well. Okay. we'll, we'll save B.I.G. for for another episode. Yeah, that's either. fine. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, play me the thing I don't know. Hey, how about you pick one and then I'll play the opposite not very nice of me
2: that's a fun game it's a misdirection
1: it's very exciting (laughs) what is 10 cc so 10 cc i never really knew anything about 10 cc either and you might recognize this song um this song was recently in guardians of the galaxy it's a new one uh the first one it's like how the movie opens and also i went to go see that movie with a friend not Ready to totally be on board with it. Like, yeah, that's not yeah, exactly yeah. my brand of movie watching. Sure. But I was like, yeah, yeah, like, I'll go and smoke some weed and, and watch a movie. Like, how bad can that be? Like, and I, I ended up really liking it. Uh, th- besides the point, it opens with this song. So, like. We should do a movie podcast now. Is that what this is turning into? Let's just roll right yeah. into it, man. We'll Two do- thumbs up. <laughs> Double feature. <laughs> how did you like Guardians <laughs> of the
2: Galaxy, Matt? Uh, it was fine. I enjoyed. The laughs and uh, The Tree. Sure. It was a good... It's fun. That's a fun movie. What do you want?
1: Who doesn't love laughter?
2: (laughs) Get off my back, everybody. I
1: agree. Sue the man. (laughs) (laughs) He liked the movie. (laughs) Um, So that, like, snapped me into attention. Maybe that's why I gave the movie, like, so much more cred. Because it opened with, like, one of my favorite songs of the time. I
2: probably... So... I remember the scene you're talking about that this song is in, and I remember knowing the song, but I don't remember what the song is right now. Okay. So I probably will know it when it starts, but I don't know
1: it right now. Yes. All right. I'm I'm excited to play it for you. I'll, I'll tell you a few things about the song. I don't know a whole lot about 10CC. I do know that... They've been sampled by Jay Dilla mm-hmm. uh, in a very awesome way. I know that 10cc was sort of a power pop kind of band. So, we, you know, they're in that scene, but they were also a little bit like progressive, I think. They were a little thematic with okay. their records. Um, so, therefore, there's a lot of gear shifting with the sound. Okay. It's hard to pin down exactly what 10cc sounds like because they, they shape shift a lot. Great. This song, I think, was uh kind of a you know i dare i say a milestone in sampling because he and maybe other bands were doing it this at the time but he uh took his voice and imposed it onto a keyboard where every note is his voice singing that note uh and so they and then they played it and just like basically just stacked these vocals in a really lush way and it sounds like I don't know, just to, like, I think really ahead of its time. This this track is from 1975. Okay. And it's unlike any of their other songs. And I first came to know about this song seeing LCD Sound System live. They came out onto the stage and they would play this song as they walked out onto the oh, stage. wow. And it was just such a vibe. It's like- I gotta know what this song is. Oh, I can't wait to <laughs> play it for you, Matt. Well, here it is. Um, yeah, let me see the record. This is, what is it called this is uh, 10cc off of the original soundtrack from 1975 this song is called I'm not in love and right away like naming a song I'm not in love um, especially with such a beautiful arrangement is like I think kind of a cool move this is a cool I like this thanks a lot everyone out there in Radio Land thank you again Matt yeah anytime all the music let's do this again soon man cool This is 10CC, not in love, farewell.